pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 331. Today I'm going to chat with Kirsten Wales, discuss news on concealed carry in California, highlight the new TG9 from Diamondback, and talk about Wayne's resignation from the NRA. I'm your host, Ava Flannell. Kirsten, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing fairly well. I'll admit, I'm like freezing. I don't know what state you're in, but... In Colorado right now, it's negative eight degrees. And uh, all I have to say is like that winter house in Arizona is just not coming fast enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Missouri. So we're at I think, like negative two or something like uh, that. So um, I feel it. It's, uh, it's cold. Yeah, it is. It's It definitely is cold. And then, you know, I have my dog. She's all wrapped up in her little sweater, which looks adorable. But she always fights little me peaches. when I... I know. She always fights me when I go to put it on. It's kind of cute, but once she has it on, then she's fine. All right. So before we start with the show, I'm going to talk about BSF barrels real quick. If you guys are building a new AR-15 and you want to give yours an upgrade, definitely check out BSF barrels. Their barrels are in the same weight class as the low-profile barrels, but because of the carbon fiber sleeving, they're rigid like a bull barrel, so they're incredibly accurate as well. They've got a bunch of different calibers to choose from, even some calibers that I've never even used before, like 22 Nosler, a 6.8 SPC, and then 204 Ruger. And then if you guys aren't familiar with their barrels, so they're essentially, they're turned down to low profiles, but then the roll wrapped carbon fiber sleeve loads it under tension to give you that heavy barrel rigidity without the weight. And also, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but 95% of the carbon fiber doesn't touch the barrel. So it doesn't affect accuracy and it has ventilation slots to cool the barrel faster, which is a huge plus. If you guys want to get a barrel or their BCG or muzzle breaker or anything like that, head on over to bsfbarrels.com and don't forget to use the code ELITE15, all one word, and that's getting you 15% off your entire order. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Kristen, I'm super excited to have you on. I met you at TriggerCon a few months ago and I just really liked you from the start. For anybody who is not familiar with what it is that you do in the industry, can you kind of just give us a little rundown? Because to my understanding, you've been in the industry for quite a while. You took a little bit of time off and now you're back at it again. Yeah. So I had a moment in my life where I was like, you know, two forks in the road. Do I continue with my past career, which was the vet tech stuff? Mm -hmm. Or do I do something completely new because I'm moving to a new state? And I have this kind of like job bucket list. And one of them was to work at a gun shop. And that was back in 2015. Um, I got on with an amazing business in St. Peter's, Missouri called Ultimate Defense. And they have your retail. They have a rental wall so you could try before you buy. They have a shooting range and they also do classes. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop for all things firearms. 
fast forward to now, they are literally my second family. Um, in 2018, I took a few years off because I had a child. And I got a text message back in January saying, hey, do you want to come back? And of course, I was like, absolutely. And started doing the whole you know, retail. I basically just went right back into what I was doing before. And with the way social media is nowadays, they asked me if I wanted to do full-time run their social media. And yeah, so now I'm running a social media account for the shooting range that I work at. And I also have another job kind of doing the same thing with social media. And that is at an archery shop. Um, But we do have firearms as well there. And that's where I feel the most comfortable. Um, But yeah, in a nutshell, my life is chaotic though. So yeah, so it's really hard to it's well, really it's, hard to pinpoint what I actually do. I know. I was just thinking that I was like, okay, well, from all the things that I see you doing on social media, I'm like, that is probably the last thing I probably would have thought that you were doing because you're just constantly in, like doing competitions and you were doing uh, even just recently. What were you doing like this past Friday? Some sort of clay shooting or something, or maybe you were hunting. Um, that, I don't even know what today is. <laughs> I know it's, it's like, but I, I see you doing like all these other things and I'm like, you are everywhere. And I just keep, yeah. like, do you ever slow down? <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I like being outdoors. I like things that there's no cap for the knowledge mm-hmm. and that's how it is with the firearms industry or even the archery industry. Like there's just, there's always something new to be learning and growing from. Yeah. And that's where, that's where my obsession is. You know, same thing with social media. Like you research something one week and then next week it's completely different of how the algorithm wants to go. I guess I have just an attraction for toxic things. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so this past week I was going with my other job, Weber Outfitters, with ATA, so Archery Trade Association. Big industry deal and, you know, a lot of companies come out with new items. It's really just to showcase their lineup no different than how SHOT Show goes. Yeah, cool. Going back to something you said, so you said that, you know, you had this bucket list of jobs that you want to do and one of them was working at a gun store. What made you want to do that? Like, did you grow up shooting guns? Have you always had an interest or is it just something that like you just decided out of nowhere without having any experience? Um, I grew up in a hunting family, so I'm very familiar and comfortable with firearms but I grew up never actively being in it. I was always kind of like just the outside looking in because mm-hmm. sports always conflicted growing up and then moving and being away from family. I like involving myself in things that I'm not very good at, mm-hmm. but I can get better. And that's how kind of the shooting aspect came about. And just it really just snowballed into that. I have an appreciation for industries that are always growing and never stagnant. I never saw myself sitting at a desk. You know, I never saw myself just going through the motions. Nice. I I think that's, I think that's just the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm going to take a quick break and talk about gators. Gators, they have a bunch of different frames out there that I feel pretty confident that you guys would find something that you like. 
Kirsten, even you, I think you would find some that, you know, just look really great on you. I personally, I stick with like the Skyhook, the Marauder and the Delta and then the Blast Shield. And speaking of the Blast Shield, I saw that they just came out with a new case for them. The Blast Shield, it's really easy to switch out the lenses. You just flip up that nose piece. And if you're shooting in low light or maybe indoors, you know, you'd have like the clear or like, you know, a lighter color. And then if you go outside, you want something, depending on like the sun, you know, something that's a little bit more polarized or protecting your eyesight. So now in this case, it holds a pair of glasses and then an extra set of lens. And it's really cool, really convenient check it out gators.com forward slash ava15 and then don't forget to use the url in order to get 15% off which is gators.com forward slash ava15 for 15% off. Kirsten what was it like working at a gun store and kind of what gave you sort of like all right I'm gonna just try it I'm gonna get a job at a gun store. What was that like and I guess kind of going back to sort of the reasons behind it. I don't know. I just, it was a, it was a challenge. I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I've always had this fascination with doing things that people don't expect me to do. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a driving force to where like, I'm going to get really, really good at this. So I didn't even know how to articulate it. It's, I never, I never saw things. I mean, as we know, there's like a gender, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a gender issue that goes on with this umbrella of work that we're under. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wanted to be that one to make a difference and change the attitude towards the way women are in this industry. Mm -hmm. I know you can't win them all, but at the same time, I'm never going to let that stop me from just doing what I want to do and handling myself how I want to be like just just conducting myself in this. But I don't know. I love I love firearms. I love. I love the challenge of it. Um, I love the mechanics. I love working with my hands. Um, so essentially, you just kind of wanted to change like the misconceptions of women in the industry or women with guns. Yeah. Oh, also, too, there's so many times that women get put in the wrong things. So many times because it's like, oh, here's a pink gun. Oh, here's a revolver. Oh, let's just give you this paperweight that you're going to be completely intimidated by, never want to touch and grow your fear within all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thankfully work, they saw the value that I could hold and used me as an asset versus a liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Actually, that really grew that confidence. Absolutely. I've always said like anyone who's lucky enough to have a female working at the gun store or, you know, instructing, any of that, I mean, it's kind of like you hit the gold mine. You know, I think women bring a lot to the firearm sector as far as like their knowledge and skills and even their experience, you know, even if you don't really have a ton of experience under your belt, but you're like, yeah, you know, these guns feel really good in my hand, maybe check them out. That already kind of gives, you know, I mean, most guys aren't going to know what it feels like to have smaller hands. It's or even going down to the carry aspect. Mm-hmm. It is completely different. Yeah. Also, guys wear the same freaking thing every single day. Yeah. We don't. Like, we have a huge variety. And the way we, you know, want to protect ourselves is extremely hard. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we have a gun, but we have to really work with 
how to equip ourselves to always be having it on us and not having an excuse to not carry it because something doesn't work out. Yeah. I have to ask then, what is your method or preferred method of carrying? What is it that you're carrying? I have a SIG P365 SAS. Mm-hmm. And I actually do a lot of off-body carry with my Vertex fanny pack. Okay. Just because I'm always on the go and very like last minute decisions. And I've unfortunately yet to find something I really can be like, and it's just, the, I, I, I'm in all different types of clothes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just the easiest thing that gives me less of an excuse. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I'm probably one of the few instructors out there that does not frown upon off body carry because at the same time, I still live in the real world. And I know that we're not going to have as quick access to it as if it was on our body, but you still have a gun with you as opposed to nothing at all. So it's like, well, if that's, you know, the best that you can do, and especially when you're wearing the fanny pack, like I got my draw down using the Mantis device, Um, you know, I was able to draw out of the holster, like, you know, unzip the fanny pack, draw out of the holster, and then fire one round under two seconds, which is pretty good considering that was my first time even practicing with it. And I'd imagine I'd only get faster with a little bit more practice. Yeah. Okay. And then I, I view it as this, where if it's simple, and effective, it's going to be less intimidating. Mm-hmm. And if something's less intimidating, you're more willing to do it. Yeah. You know, that fear aspect, like if it's intimidating, it's, oh, I just don't even want to bother with it. Like, well, I mean, look at women. They don't even want to touch guns sometimes. Yeah. They're like, they're terrified of this piece of polymer or metal. And it's like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. So it's like, let's let's go through the motions. Let's walk you through. And I get, you're not going to win a all at all. But I want to make sure that I can equip someone, anyone, man or woman. There's there's all different types that come in that are just terrified because of the information that's being given to them. And I'm like, I don't care if you leave here. And like, you know what? Guns are not for me. And it's not something I want to keep on my persons or in my house. But I want to make sure if something happens yeah, that where makes sense. a firearm comes in front of you, you know how to, like, like say something drops. You know, or there's a fight or there's, you know, in the movies where the firearm like goes flying across the room kind of thing. You know how to pick it up and you can be that fight or flight moment or, or I don't know. It's just like this, it's, I don't know, it's a weird process where I just want someone to be educated and not afraid and see that light in the end of the tunnel when it comes to firearms. Mm-hmm. Like I may not be okay with it now. But thanks to this facility and this person, I feel comfortable coming back and growing my confidence with it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis since we just kind of touched upon that. From my understanding, you have quite a bit of experience with Mantis, correct? I do. Which one do you use? I just use, I don't even know, uh, the just the pistol one, just the one that goes on my Picatinny. Okay. Um, or you can mount it on your, ma- they have a magazine adapter. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I just use it for my competition pistol. And what do you usually do? Like, which system do you use to practice with to get ready for competitions? I'm simple. Just your target. Yeah. And I've yet to play around with the other programs, honestly. Yeah. 
I know. I always they think have a I'm lot, like, though. they have a lot. They do. I always think the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay, well, next time I'm going to do this. But honestly, it's like even just the like sit there and like, you know, shooting point blank at the target helps so much more. And I've definitely noticed a difference. Like when I don't practice versus when I do, even just recently, I went to the range and was shooting this new gun, which I wasn't really a huge fan of. I was doing a review and I was just trying to shoot it the best that I could. But I'm like, you know what? I probably should have practiced with the Mantis before reviewing this gun because I just felt even, like it was so off. Even five minutes practicing with it, mm-hmm. there is a huge, huge increase in my performance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys want to use that, the one that attaches to your pistol and uh, you can get an adapter for your magazine, it is either the X2, X3 or X10 check out mantisx.com. I have to ask, like, you know, now that you have a child and as far as guns go, how do you approach that? And then especially with like off-body carry, because there's been a lot of incidences where, you know, children will rummage through their parents' purse or something and, and find the gun. Has that been an issue for you or is you have a son, right? I do, yes. Or, or is your son, I'm assuming he's maybe a little too young still or... He yeah he's five okay so he is a really great kid he doesn't really get into stuff mm-hmm. but we are also very proactive in our house we have safes everywhere but we also have safes that are very easy for us to get access to mm-hmm. that doesn't really deter an emergency situation that makes sense and when it comes to firearms once he is able to absorb a little bit better on how to properly address a firearm, whether it's within our house or someone else's house. Like we've yet to get to that conversation. However, we have Nerf guns. We have basically anything with a trigger. I'm always teaching him trigger discipline Mm -hmm. to make it second nature, like just to make it so fluid that when it comes time to teach with an actual firearm, it's muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, heck, I can be using a squirt gun or a. am always triggered disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just how it is. And Cameron, um, his father, is also big into firearms. He's military. He does shooting competitions. He mainly does, like, more of the tactical side of things. Mm-hmm. So, thankfully, this household has a very fluid understanding of firearm safety yeah this past year i was actually able to take oliver out to go dove hunting and thankfully it was on one of my good friend's farms and it was just us two and that's your so having yeah yeah so having the access to a very calm environment is my driving force so unless i'm able to do something that's not overwhelming for him I'm going to kind of hold off on practically putting a firearm in his hand. Mm-hmm. But it probably won't be until he's like, you know, six or seven, maybe yeah. another year. He was also a COVID kid. So he was born in 2018. But when COVID happened and everything shut down, he was like a year and a, like a, like 15 months old. So his social and his comprehension of a lot of things We've noticed a huge, I want to say decline, but yeah, uh, a huge lag in it 
Yeah. But at the same time, this kid knows his geometry, shapes, and all the planets and all of the moons. And he's he's such a nerd. He's such mm-hmm. a nerd. So we're going to, we feel very confident. And I don't want it to sound very ignorant, but we feel very confident in this next generation of kids in this firearm 2A fight mm-hmm. that we're raising. Nice. I like it. All right, cool. Um, well, if anyone wants to follow the stuff that you're doing, because you're always posting on social media and all the fun stuff that you're up to, what is your social media handle? So I am primarily on Instagram. That's like my favorite platform. And it's XO underscore K in Wales. So K in W A L E S. And um yeah, that's where I bop around the most. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, moving on with the rest of the show, IWI. If you guys are looking for like a new EDC, check out the Masada Slim. Honestly, it's a really nice gun and you're not going to spend like an arm and a leg for it. Um, it's very close in size to like the P365 and the P365 XL. It has like a 3.6 inch barrel. It's optic ready, just right out of the box. It's compatible with the Shield optic footprint. So you can use the Holosyn 507 or like the Romeo Zero um, or other like similar micro dots. The sights are the same as the normal Masada but you could always change them out if you want to. And then the trigger is really nice. And it also comes with two 13-round mags or 10-round mags if you're in restricted states. But best of all, like I said, is the price and what you get. It's just a really good quality gun. Really easy to conceal. Uh, MSRP is $450. Really affordable. Check it out, iwi.us. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15. All one word. You'll get 15% off the entire order. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, so uh, Carrie is back in California. And Kirsten, have you had a chance to like keep up to date with what's going on with politics in California at all? Yeah, I'm actually from California. Okay. Well, so you're one of the good ones that, you know, left California and didn't try to like, you know, like ruin our country. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was actually born and raised there until I was 15. Oh, nice. Um, a lot of my family still lives there. So I go back often and it's sad. It's so sad. I know. Are people in California like any of your family or are they pro 2A or are they kind of against it? They are pro. So I lived in the Central Valley, which is very different than the rest of California. So very farming, agriculture, cow towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're, um, they've never, they don't like what's happening at yeah. all. I'm ready for everyone to get out. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, there is some good news for California. So the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has once again blocked enforcement of California's new concealed carry law that went into effect on January 1st. A week earlier, a three-judge panel issued a stay reversing the ruling that blocked the new law. SB2 was passed last year as a response to Bruin, which basically turned the whole state into quote-unquote like sensitive areas where concealed carry was not allowed. In December, U.S. District Court Judge Cormac Carney 
ruled the law was unconstitutional. He issued the injunction blocking the law from going into effect and wrote SB2's coverage as sweeping, repugnant to the Second Amendment and openly defiant of the Supreme Court. SB2 turns nearly every public place in California into a quote-unquote sensitive place, effectively abolishing the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens and exceptionally qualified citizens to be armed and to defend themselves in public. There are two cases challenging the law, which have both been combined as of this decision, and the next level of the trial is set for April. It's definitely not over yet, for sure. I guarantee California will fight all the way to the Supreme Court to keep their bans, but it's definitely a good sign for the case that even the nutty ninth knew that they had to restore the injunction. What this means for California residents is as of now, California is a shall-issue state as Bruin required, and they are not able to enforce the restrictions imposed in SB2. That's not to say they couldn't change their mind again before it gets to court. So stay tuned for the latest news. This case is going to be an important one as other Democratic-controlled states are trying to pass the same outrageous restrictions. Washington and Colorado, which is my state, uh, both just introduced basically carbon copies of the same bill. Like I said, you know, before, like people are like, oh, it's not happening in my state. That's in California. That's in Washington, whatever, like doesn't affect me. But just you wait, because they are literally making carbon copies of these bills, submitting it, you know, to go into proposals. So definitely stay tuned and stay in your guard for that. And now is the time that a lot of new bills are coming out and being introduced and voted on. So definitely make sure that you guys stay up to date with that and that you're writing your representatives and letting them know that you're against this. Because I think that if enough people say that they're against it, Obviously, you know, our vote is what gets them into office and they have, you know, a duty to represent the people. I have to believe that, you know, it should make a difference. Don't just stay complacent and don't say anything. That's the last thing that you want to do. Do you have anything that you'd like to add or no? Uh, actually, yeah. So with all of this stuff that's kind of coming down, like they're going to find any type of means to just take away the two I write, like something that might just be very simple, like, oh, it doesn't affect me. It's just like, okay, you give them an inch and they go a mile. They're going to find ways to turn this into something way bigger. Let's just talk about like bump stocks, for example, or binary triggers. Oh, it's not a big deal. You know, I don't use that anyway. I could just do this. But what's stopping them from continuing it on to the next thing that they want to go after? Mm -hmm. This kind of like it makes it even more important because... Your family owns a gun shop, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just like getting into your local gun stores. Not, I wouldn't say big box. Go to your small businesses and create a relationship with them. See what you need to be doing as, you know, a 2A owner and someone who wants to represent and take care of these rights that are being taken away. Um, find classes, find reputable businesses that you can go and train, you can go and learn, you can go and figure out how you can be a positive in this industry that is constantly under attack by people who are selfish and just evil. It's it's the saying, what it's the good guy with a gun versus a bad guy with a gun. Mm -hmm. We need more good guys with the firearms because that is what's going to change the narrative, especially on the education part. 
Don't go out into the range and just pop off rounds and be like, oh, I'm a great shooter. Like, I'm a great 2A. No. Drown yourself in the information that comes with being a responsible firearms owner because that's how we change the narrative. That's how we change the conversation. You're not going to win them all and you're going to have conversations with people who just don't want to listen to you. Okay, on to the next one because you're going to find someone and you're going to change their view and their mindset on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. that's my, oh, I can go on to rants on that a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I do think that it's important. I mean, just even two days ago, I went to my workout class and there's this lady, she's like an older lady and we've just been chatting. And at the end, she was talking to me about, I don't know, maybe the workout. And then she just like, randomly just asked she's like what do you do for work and so I told her I work in the firearms industry and she was like oh and every time I say that it always takes people by surprise because outside of the gun industry I don't really look like the type that would even really be into firearms and oh, yeah. she's like oh wow and so we started talking a little bit more and she shared with me that her son had committed suicide with a gun oh. and then previously before that she grew up on this Caribbean island that essentially all the bad guys had the guns. None of the good guys had guns and people would break into houses and rape women. And so she's like, I've just had such a bad encounter with firearms in general her entire life. But she did say, she was like, you know, I'm not anti-gun because we kind of started talking and I was like, I can completely understand that you might have like this fear of guns or, you know, this perception of guns just because of like what you've experienced. And she's like, no, I mean, I do understand that even my son, as much as it hurts me to say, you know, and to even talk about, she was like, I know he would have found something else if it wasn't the gun. But, you know, I mean, I think it's important to have these hard conversations. And she's like, you know, I feel like I met you for a reason. And it's probably time to start learning about guns because she said she would like to, you know, learn how to protect herself. And that a lot of times her husband goes out of town and it's just her and her two daughters. So, I mean, yeah, I know people don't like talking about politics, but I do think it's important and it probably will change minds or if nothing else, give people a resource to, you know, somebody to talk to when something comes up and they may not be completely, you know, maybe they're a little confused about something and you can set the record straight because we all know that there's so many lies in a lot of the propaganda and things that, you know, lawmakers say. Yeah. All right. So now a Sig Rose. This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. I'm here with Alma Reeves, and we met at the Nashville Rose Retreat. I talked to her last week, but to continue our interview, and I want to ask her a few more questions. Here we are. Alma, thanks again for coming on. I guess the fourth question that I have for you is, what were your favorite parts about the retreat? Well, that one's a hard one because there are the creature comforts that were there that Six Tower does nothing unless it's an absolute excellence, mm-hmm. absolute excellence. And so walking into a world where everything was the best of everything, like, is it a hotel? Okay, but it's the best hotel. Yeah. Is it a suite? Okay, yes, but it's the best suite. Is it where we're going to have dinner? We're going to have dinner in a really nice restaurant, but it's the best restaurant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't they do nothing unless it is absolutely top notch. Mm-hmm. And so there's the creature comforts there 
that some may seem as shallow, see as shallow, but they're not. They're if you've never really experienced a lifestyle like that, it's it's like you walked into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and every time you turn around, you're in awe and your eyes are big and you're like, oh my gosh, look at this. You know, it's just fantastic. I know that. I kept thinking, I'm like, the amount of money that they had to spend on stickers and decals (laughs) alone. I mean, even I remember when you closed the elevator doors, it was like the Sig Rose, you know, like logo. And then when we went to the range, like everything, like the floor even had logos on it and lots of pink. And I mean, it was just, I'm like, how did... The bulletproof dividers in the range. Yeah, 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 I know. Like everything had something that, you know, had the Sigro sticker, but in it didn't look tacky at all. It was actually really well done. I was really impressed, but I think I was also really impressed that they even had the idea to do this, you know, and, and put these everywhere because it was pretty impressive. Have you used your P365 or any other gun since the retreat? Oh, yes, ma'am. I carry mine all the time. I'm fortunate enough um, to have gotten a job in a range after that. I went during the summer. My baby, right, the son, the the last one to leave the nest, mm-hmm. he left. And I was going bananas in the house. There were like no children or anybody here. So, so I went to a gun range and I applied like, hey, can I just come learn more here at your range? And of course, we have the the good fortune of being able to wear our firearms there. Mm, very nice. So you got a job at the range after this retreat. Yes, I wanted to teach. I wanted to teach more and more. And that gave me more exposure. But also, I had a lot to learn about long guns that I still didn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. I love that but you like took it even farther. Oh, yes, ma'am. I wear my gun there. And sometimes, well, last week, two times, I let two different people try the firearm out that were interested in buying it. One was a man and one was a woman in two different days. They were there. They were at the counter looking at the rows. They kept, you know, they were like, oh, I want to take the plunge, but man, I wish I could just try it out. And so I just said, well, mine is here. Would you like to shoot mine? Yeah. And uh, off they went. Doodly do. Just like that. <laughs> Very nice. Was the guy was the guy thinking of carrying it himself or was he gifting it to somebody? He was actually looking at the macro, which is similar to the Rouse, only it holds that 17-round magazine. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I've I've noticed, even though, you know, Rose, I mean, I don't want to say that it's like gender specific, but I mean, you know, it's kind of more for women. But I have noticed that there's a lot of guys that are like, you know what, I would carry that gun. It looks really cool. They like the rose gold accents and they're kind of digging it. And I just get a kick out of it. <laughs> One of the guys at the range, what, um, he was looking at it and uh, we were just talking back and forth. I was at the range counter and he was over at the sales counter and um, he looked at me and he said, if it's good enough for Lena, it's certainly good enough for me. That's yeah. <laughs> I love it. You go, baby. Get that roll. Yeah, I know. No kidding. <laughs> totally. So cool. And then the last question, which I would, you know, assume so, but do you feel more confident and comfortable shooting and using your firearm now? Yes, ma'am. I was just talking to a couple of women, I want to say the day before yesterday about the firearm itself. And I learned that. Um, in, in working with the Rose often, I learned that it's like a vehicle. I compared our firearms to our cars. You know, you're driving a Jeep one day and it's a stick shift. And now, oh, you're driving a truck and it's top of the line. And oh, now you're driving your A to beater. And <laughs> that's a little chunky car that you just use because it's good on mileage. Every vehicle has a different feel and you have to learn it, even though you know the basics 
and the movements, you have to learn that car and drive it the way the car needs to be driven. Your firearms are the same way. And the Rose likes to be handled a certain way. She wants to be held this way. I don't know how to explain it, but I think you know, because you're so proficient with all firearms that certainly like you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying, right? No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I know. You're like, come on, give me some. Uh... I'm like, no, I have no idea. No, I absolutely totally understand what you're saying and couldn't agree more. And, you know, and, and also just depending on like what kind of day I'm having, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bring this to the range or this to the range. Like, it's just nice to have selections too, but. but so the range is a different trigger for me than other firearms that I've shot or and I have a couple of other 365s, you know, because Roger has his macro, Hubby has his macro. Mm-hmm. And then I found a 365, just a regular little one on sale in, the, in a pre-owned counter. And I just got it just to have it because it was so reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Well, the trigger is different on the rose than it is on the other ones. She has, she has two walls for me. She has like a little soft wall when I'm pulling it back where she gives me a little bit of resistance. Mm-hmm. And then there's my firm wall where it's like, okay, it's going to go off. And I love my softball, which, you know, in a situation where we're defending our lives or something, we're not going to look for any wall. It's just let's go, baby. But <laughs> but when you're practicing, it's nice to have that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of cool that you noticed that because I've always noticed different triggers and stuff and, and can describe them fairly well. And like you said, you're not going to notice it, like if you ever use it for self-defense, but like when you're shooting it and, you know, pretty regularly, you definitely notice stuff like that. I would keep wanting to ask you a million questions. I need to just have a show to (laughs) Girl, this one's all about you. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you for summing up these questions that I asked uh, for the final interview with Alma Tune in to next week. In the meantime, guys, check out the Rose Community Facebook group. Just search for Rose Community. And uh, you can also buy all kinds of stuff, including the Rose P365, as well as like lots of other stuff. Head on over to sigsour.com forward slash Rose. Caldwell orange peels are some of my favorite. I especially love using them when I'm teaching a class because it's so easy to see your hits. They have an adhesive back. All you do is just like peel it and you can stick it to any backstop or cardboard. Then the dual color flake technology makes spotting your hits effortless. So they're essentially like really handy if you're even doing long range or if the lighting isn't that great. Because, you know, when I don't have those available, a lot of times I'll use like white and black targets and the blackout area is where people, you know, would hit like that's where the bullseye is. But after so many hits, like you can't even see where you're hitting. That's why I'm like a huge fan. Definitely check out the orange peel targets. You can find it at caldwellshooting.com. Don't forget to use the code gunfunny10, all one word, and it's going to get you 10% off your entire order. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Diamondback brings Tommy Gun vibes. Diamondback is roaring into 2024 with a new Tommy Gun inspired version of their popular DB9R platform, which I'll admit I'm actually not familiar with. The TG9 is the newest 9mm PCC, and at first glance, it looks very much like an old school Thompson. 
It features a 7075 T6 aluminum upper and lower receiver and M-lock forend. It features a 16-inch 4150 chrome molly barrel threaded 5.8x28s and a Thompson-inspired flash hider. The blowback action features Diamondback's Black Nitride 9R-series bolt carrier and includes a 5-pound mil-spec trigger. Beautiful walnut stock and grip as well as the foregrip, both in the signature shape made famous by the Thompson. The blend of an AR and Thompson uses Glock pattern mags and overall comes in a 30-inch overall. It also comes with the Save Your Equipment guitar case and a Magpul D50 drum mag to complete the iconic Chicago typewriter look. The only thing missing from it is the Tommy Gun style iron sights. MSRP on this is $1,699, which I guess compared to, you know, a bare bones like DBR9 for $900 is pretty good, you know, considering all of the furniture, the guitar case, the drum mag and all that stuff that you get. But yeah, I definitely want to check this out at SHOT Show. I love the Tommy gun. It's just, I don't know, it's just really fun. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like wouldn't you want a forty-five if it was like a Thompson? I don't know. I think maybe just the the pitch is the fact that it's chambered at 9 millimeter. Yeah. And, and then mean, like you can... It uses Glock like, Max. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't think there's many... Uh, uh, 45 drums that are out there yeah. i mean there probably is but yeah yeah i don't know i don't know either way i definitely want to check this out because in reality i mean 1700 isn't horrible for you know i know there's so many people out there that are just like obsessed with the tommy gun and my dad actually has a few full auto tommy guns which are just a lot of fun to shoot but i will say those things are freaking heavy like the original tommy guns those things are like no joke <laughs> so the, i, I do like the the walnut wood and the you know yeah big the, metal the metal yep it's yeah it's no joke but yeah so who knows when they'll be available for shipping but i would assume shortly after you know after this month now as far as smith and wesson kirsten do you have any experience with smith and wesson oh yeah oh yeah well working at the gun shop i don't know at all right (laughs) yeah are you a big fan of smith and wesson yes uh yeah i guess so they're they're literally along the lines of like the brands that i know i can trust to other people though Mm -hmm. and that's my biggest thing because we all have preferences but i like the fact that i can have a firearm that i can suggest to someone that i know they're going to get that reliability out of and smith and wesson is Definitely in that category. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Well, they also have their 10 millimeter, which I'm trying to think if it came out last year. I think it came out last year. So I don't remember. But, you know, it's the same like MMP 2.0 model that you're using. But this time it's chambered in 10 millimeter. Yeah. So I'm on the search for a 10 millimeter and it's on my lineup of firearms to look into because I'm getting more into the outdoor hunting and I need a I need a carry uh for when I'm out there because uh some crazy videos I've come across (laughs) yeah I know right I know you're just like oh it's gonna be so peaceful just me in the forest you know wherever you are (laughs) also too it's like if you're wielding a rifle yeah uh, and normally normally your rifle is either on your back 
or on your shoulder or if I'm if I have my bow out there like I need something that's really quick to get to mm-hmm. and a tin you know it checks the box yeah yeah absolutely yep so I would definitely like recommend checking out the Smith & Wesson it's pretty nice MSRP on that is 749 check it out at smith-wesson.com stupid funny cool interesting awesome as f- never mind af wayne resigns so last friday a lot of us in the gun world were pleased to hear that the longtime ceo and executive vice president of the nra wayne lapierre was resigning citing health reasons on july 31st wayne has been at the center of unending scandals involving wasteful spending outright embezzlement and basically using the nra as his personal piggy bank for years Many in the 2A community have tried for years to get him replaced, and every attempt has resulted in any board member questioning him being kicked out, including President Oliver North back in 2019, which actually I remember that. At first, this might sound like good news. There are multiple problems, though. First, he resigned right before a corruption trial in New York is set to begin. The case appears to be a slam dunk, as Wayne has admitted under oath to most of the things he's accused of or claimed ignorance, but not denying that it was happening. He's claimed that he discovered it and fixed the problem, except problems continue to happen. While the case appears to be valid, New York Attorney General Letitia James, a corrupt anti-gunner, and she's trying to bring down the NRA as an organization, not clean up the problems with leadership. That brings us to another problem. In his resignation, he announced that Andrew, and I cannot pronounce his last name, Arula, let's see, Arulanandam, Arulanandam, I don't know. I'm like, there's way too many freaking vowels, would would be replacing him. He was handpicked by Wayne to replace Joe DeBurgulis as executive director of general operations, who he fired last month. The board is supposed to pick his replacement, not Wayne. It's against the bylaws for this to happen, but anyone who was not firmly behind Wayne was forced off the board in the last few years. In other words, Wayne is out, but it's probably just going to be more of the same. And the case in New York is probably going to have a pretty bad consequence for the NRA as an organization. Oh, and then one more thing. Reportedly, Wayne will be paid at least $1 million a year after his retirement. It looks like, you know, the NRA funds are just continuing to line Wayne's pocket, even with him, you know, resigning from the organization. How it always is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of too bad, you know. I mean, I was definitely happy to hear, you know, that he was leaving, although I was like, okay, cool. He couldn't have like left years, you know, earlier before he like completely sank the ship. And now, you know... This just goes to show just the kickback that was happening. It's like, okay, if you're going to continue to share the benefits, you know, being paid a million dollar a year after retirement, it's just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of people who take advantage of very important positions that they can make a difference in. I know. 
I guess we'll see what happens, but it's definitely not looking too great for the NRA. I know there's a lot of people that were really hopeful after they heard this news and they were like, cool, maybe I'll become an NRA member. I personally, I would put that money towards other companies that are actually fighting the fight and representing us well and maybe just still hold off on the NRA for now, which is unfortunate. And I hate to say that, you know, because I really don't want to see the NRA as an organization go down. They are still by far the biggest organization in the gun industry. And that's who anti-gunners are familiar with. But that said, I just don't think that they are where we want them to be as an organization right now. If you look at it, when was the last time they were a true advocate? I know. For the organization. And that's sad. Yeah. That's I so mean, they've, they've jumped on the bandwagon, like with a few lawsuits and stuff, but like they're not at the front lines. You know, I think it's just like maybe they're just doing it to kind of save face, but it's not like they're like the mm-hmm. true fighters of, you know, of these issues. All right. So wrapping up, uh, unfortunately, there's no new iTunes reviews. I think I'm going to give something else away. You guys will hear about it next week, but feel free to leave a review in the meantime. This is going to happen kind of similar how we did to with the AccuTech bipod. Once there's 10 reviews, we're going to pick a lucky winner. Yeah, starting next week, I'll give you guys more information on that. But if you want to leave a review, just pretty easy. Just go on the podcast app or iTunes, search for Gun Funny, scroll down, leave a review. It can't just be a star rating. You actually have to say something in order for it to show up. And on that note, I want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, and William Knave. And then King of the Patreon is back to being Jon Snow. And thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned. I am going to SHOT Show. Kristen, are you going to be at SHOT Show? I am. Okay, perfect. I am. I've been wanting to go since 2012, and I've been watching it from a computer screen ever since. Oh, nice. So this is your first SHOT Show? It is, yes. Oh, cool. You're going to love it. All right, awesome. Well, hopefully I will see you at SHOT Show. I am going to be making a few booth appearances Stay tuned for that. If you guys are heading out to SHOT Show and you guys would like to meet me in person, I'll update you guys with that information. And then, Kristen, can you just remind people once again what your Instagram handle is? Yeah, so it's uh, XO underscore K in Wales. So W-A-L-E-S. All right, perfect. All right, guys, on that note, I'm out of here and I'll talk to you next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.